Hello and welcome to Plan B, a podcast about all the latest news and updates related to citizenship by investment by CS Global Partners, a global legal government advisory and marketing firm. My name is Aisha Mohammed and I'm your host. In our last episode, we spoke with Jane Gordon, the Public Relations and Communication Executive at CS Global Partners, who is based in South Africa. She brought us insight into the surge of South Africans looking for second citizenship. You can catch up on that episode and others by subscribing to Plan B on Spotify or iTunes. You can also find an episode breakdown on our website at www.csglobalpartners.com under the resources section or by following CS Global Partners on YouTube. Make sure to stay tuned until the end of this episode as we share the difference between citizenship by investment and residency by investment. We will be talking to Dimitri Zappol, a dual qualified international tax advisor who currently works at IFS Consultants in London on today's show. Dimitri previously practiced in Russia and specializes in wealth management and cross-border business planning, among other things. As if that wasn't enough, he also guest lectures in taxation at the University of London. But first, some CBI highlights and updates from this week. The Court of Appeal upheld in a landmark ruling that home office fees of £1,000 for children to register as British citizens are unlawful. Currently, the cost of the child registration process to the department is just £372. The high fees that children or their parents are expected to pay to secure British citizenship has been controversial for many years as children who have a right to register as British citizens may be prevented from doing so because of the high cost or lack of access, legal advice risk losing out on rights and benefits. A Home Office spokesperson said the Home Office acknowledges the court's ruling and will review the fees in due course. The government of Dominica says that it's confident that it can deliver a geothermal power plant to the country by December 2022. The project, which is backed by the country's Citizenship by Investment programme, will drive the country's energy mix to 51% renewables. A recent survey conducted by CS Global Partners in Africa found that 37% of those considering second citizenship viewed safety and security as one of the primary reasons for seeking dual citizenship. With a new virus variant, tax hikes and high crime rates, CS Global Partners has also recorded an increase in inquiries from the continent. And those are this week's CBI updates. We are very fortunate to have Dimitri Zappel join us on today's episode. He'll be speaking to us about wealth management and diversification. Welcome to Plan B, Dimitri. It is an honour to have you on the show. How are you doing? Aisha, hello. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you? Yep, I'm doing good. Thanks so much again for being here. And let's just start with the basics. What does wealth diversification mean and why is it important to strive towards? Essentially, wealth diversification means that you are managing your risks. If one investment fails, then the others will make up for the loss. Or equally, if uh, too much risk is put into one basket, if I may call it so, that the baskets will even out the risk uh, profile of your overall wealth and of your investments. Why it's important to strive towards it? Well, for the simple reason that if you are looking to keep your nest egg safe, 
or even better, if you believe that it will be safe, but it may suffer from unexpected taxation on death or on disposal. It is always better to own different assets to make sure that you know of different tax obligations which will apply to these assets. And if one falls under an increased tax burden, you will know that the rest of the assets are safe. Uh, when you diversify your assets, you minimize your risks and you make sure that you don't have any nasty surprises going forward. Can you tell us some of the ways people can diversify their wealth or assets? The basics, of course, is to have a wide array of different uh, assets. At the moment, I see different clients from different walks of life trying to achieve this balance. And if you feel that too much of your wealth is concentrated in one basket. In my view, it is necessary to make sure that there's an even distribution. Uh, traditionally, people have attempted to invest into stocks, shares, bonds, and also real estate, which has been uh, relatively low risk. And you would kind of expect uh, certain yields from disposals and also from cash generated from such investments, such an income and dividends. Some, of course, would delve into uh, risky securities such as AIM shares or startups where they would try to claim the enterprise investment scheme or seed enterprise investment scheme reliefs. On the, un on the one hand, such investments would help people achieve great tax savings. But on the other hand, if such investment fails, then, of course, you will have the tax saving but you will lose your original investment. But in the last few years, I have seen people investing into crypto assets, the likes of Bitcoin, Ether, DOT, etc. And if before such crypto assets uh, would form a reasonably insignificant uh, uh, part of someone's investments, now that the cost of Bitcoin, for example, has shot up tremendously, more than two or threefold, all of a sudden, the value of their crypto investments in their portfolio has become huge. So a prudent investor who is risk averse would seek uh, to uh, redistribute their wealth elsewhere. And as an expert on tax law in many regions around the world, do you think that there are more wealth diversification benefits for a Caribbean passport holder than, say, someone in Europe? Well, the Caribbean passport by itself does not give you any benefits. However, it is allowing you to spend a longer period of time in a particular country than had you not had such passport. However, from what I know, this period is limited. However, of course, if you have a European passport, such as a Maltese or a Cyprus passport, then of course, using such passport, you can live in a low tax uh, European country and obtain such benefits. What comes to mind is, for example, non-domiciled taxation in Cyprus, in Malta, or the Beckham Law regime in Spain, or non-habitual residence regime in Portugal. It's important to know many such countries offer golden visas. I'm not unfortunately sure whether such golden visas would give you any uh, immigration advantages outside these countries. And of course, last but not least, I must mention Italian uh, non-domiciled taxation, which is quite beneficial. Purchasing real estate is a popular option in citizenship by investment nations like Dominica. Investors can choose from a handful of hotels 
with high reputations like Marriott and Hilton to gain second citizenship. So how does purchasing or investing in property lead to wealth diversification? This question needs to be approached from a few angles. In answer to your direct question, investing into a real estate portfolio is just part of your investment strategy, which is rather conservative. And if you invest wisely, it will give you constant yields and a constant stream of income. However, from the point of view of tax diversification, there's something to be said. To begin with, if you're looking to receive a stream of rental income, you should know that such rental income will be always subject to tax at the place where the real estate is located. Now, uh, this will probably not burn a hole in your pocket, but you must be aware of the domestic tax rates that you will pay in respect of your rental income. Also, if you are receiving such rental income at a place where you're resident, you must be aware of your residence taxation. Uh, and of course, you can normally credit foreign taxes paid at the place where the real estate is located against your domestic tax liability. And to this extent, you should uh, compare taxation of different kinds of income. If, for example, dividends are taxed at a lower rate than, say, rental income, then, of course, strictly from the diversification of, of your tax liability point of view, you may choose to invest in the dividend-producing assets. Also, one more thing to consider is that when you own real estate, if you die, you often pay inheritance tax or wealth tax or gift tax, uh, of course, when you die or dispose of such assets, and especially if you're UK domiciled, then investing in such real estate could, in principle, uh, cause quite significant risk from the inheritance tax point of view. So throughout this pandemic, we've seen a surge in CBI. Many are looking for a plan B for safety and security reasons. And as someone who advises high net worth Russian clients, one of our biggest CBI markets, what are their biggest concerns when seeking tax or wealth advice? Any CBI advice begins with anti-money laundering and uh, know your client procedures. The next concern that many of them have is that it is not sufficient to move to a low tax country, which happens to have the CBI regime. To give you an example, it's not enough just to move to Spain, Portugal, or Switzerland, or Malta or Cyprus, and pay low taxes there. You must also become non-resident in the country whose taxes you are looking to avoid. Uh, in your example, it was Russia. So you would have to spend fewer than 183 days in any year in Russia to really benefit from such cross-border uh, uh, planning. And the final uh, issue that I am, I've seen is really not tax-related, but it's just common sense-related. How happy are you to live in a country which could be unfamiliar, sometimes far away from your family, sometimes not uh, having any social circles? And I'm always trying to persuade the clients to follow the gut feel and the feelings as opposed to seeking the uh, tax uh, benefits. But of course, uh, this differs from client to client. And those are all of our questions. 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Dimitri. We've appreciated all of your insight. And this concludes our sixth and last episode of season three. If you have any topics or questions regarding the upcoming CBI trends and would like for us to discuss them on Plan B, let us know and we'll be happy to have an expert address them in our new season. And as promised, before we bid goodbye, here is the difference between citizenship by investment and residency by investment. There are several different immigration options available today, commonly referred to as investor visas, golden visas, or citizenship by investment. Some of these programs offer a residency visa, whilst others come with residency, which can later lead to citizenship, and many are direct citizenship programs. The most obvious difference between citizenship and residency is that once you become a citizen of a country, you can then apply for a passport. In contrast, residency status is usually conditional and you can only apply for a travel document such as an ID card. Residency in an EU country will enable you to travel more freely, a little like a Shenzhen visa, but you can only have the right to reside in that specific country. Citizenship in an EU country means that you have the right to live, work and study in any other EU member country, which opens up access to 44 other EU countries. In short, citizenship means more benefits and more rights. So next season, we'll be back with more experts who address matters in the citizenship by investment world. Remember, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube to never miss an episode and stay in tune with all things CBI. Until then, if you have any questions about CBI or would like to find out more, please visit www.csglobalpartners.com. I'm Aisha Mohammed. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Thank <music> you.